podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Across the Pond Sports Pod. Uh, we've got a great show ahead uh, for you and we've got all your week 8 matchups uh, coming up ahead. Um, if you do want to get in contact with us um, at Across the Pond, you can do so on Facebook. We've got the group there. Um, got about 125 people in there now so feel free to join um so just search for across the pond sports pod um, do the same on instagram as well and um, we've always got new stories coming up um, and out over there um and also on twitter at atp sports pod um to get in touch with us and um, one thing that we are doing this weekend and uh, myself and katie and we're looking forward to it is please do download the app collide and uh, that's c-o-l-l-y-d-e um, they have created an app where they basically set up a, a watch party. Um, myself and Katie are going to host it this week on Red Zone. Um, so do join us for that. Um, 5 p.m. in the UK, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, you'll get both myself and Katie giving you our views. Um, and we want you to share your views with us on what's happening on Red Zone, what's happening in the games, bad calls, good calls. Bad plays, bad, good plays, all that stuff. Um, come on, have a chat with us, join us. Um, it should be some fun. We'll get some banter going. Um, you can take the mech out of my cowboys. Um, or even better, take the mech out of Katie's Broncos uh, when the Chargers run all over them. Um, do join us uh, on Sunday for our Red Zone watch party. Um, it is going to be a hoot. ahead of us it's going to be a good week of football ahead there's a lot of great matchups ahead uh, this weekend some really exciting ones um katie the first one that we have this week is thursday night football i feel that this probably is going to be a walkover but as we've seen with thursday night football it isn't always it's the falcons at the panthers my walkover would be that the panthers walk all over the falcons but the Falcons, in all fairness, have had some really close games that they've managed to lose themselves. Uh, the Panthers have won some decent games. Did the Panthers get McCaffrey back and, and start winning again? I think that McCaffrey is going to be out for at least one more week. Uh, just give him that time to, to rest. Up until these last last week especially, Mike Davis has been playing awesome, filling in for, for McCaffrey, but I think that they're going to give him just one more week to, to get healed up and go into the second half of the season uh, with their number one running back. And hopefully he's at 100%. You don't want to run rush back somebody that is that important to your team. We all saw what happened when Jimmy G was rushed back. So give him that extra week, especially against a weak Atlanta team, um, and, and give him that time to get to 100%. Yeah, it's probably a wise move. I think if they learned anything the league learned anything from jimmy g was yeah don't don't bring your guy back especially your star back too quick um so and it's a short week as well because it's a thursday game so an extra week will probably do him uh, the world of good um i have uh, taken the falcons actually in this one by three I maybe i didn't have can you see that you picked the falcons yeah i picked the falcons <laughs> by three one, because it's Thursday night, and Thursday night games have thrown up some strange results. Um, and second, the Falcons haven't 
always looked terrible this season. Luck has gone against them on, on a couple of occasions, like against the Cowboys as a, as a prime example. But um, I just feel that this, this is actually going to be a really close game. Um, and I, I think it, it's going to come down to a field goal. You're right. With Thursday nights, anything can happen. And that definitely could be the case this week. Uh, they're, they're close in a lot of these games uh, with that they've lost. I mean, well, last week they lost because Gurley scored a touchdown. So um, I think that as long as they don't leave the game up to their defense, they absolutely could be in this. And maybe you're right. Maybe they could win this. But I, I actually took the Panthers winning this by seven because I think that they're going to be able to come out strong and, and just keep that lead for the whole game. Okay. Um, Sunday is a big, big day, not just for the NFL, but for us as well. Uh, we're going to be on the Collide app um, hosting our own party um, with Red Zone. Um, so we're going to be on there. All the games that are there, we're going to be watching along in Red Zone and we can all have a good bit of chat and a bit of banter uh, about the games that are going on. The first game that we've got is the Patriots at the Bills, which I think is probably going to be close to a game of the day. Um, You've got Alan, who struggled over the last couple of weeks, potentially against Cam Newton, maybe. Um, And I, I just think this one's going to be a battle of the quarterbacks and it's going to come down to really how good the defenses close down those two quarterbacks. Yeah. And you, I think that you're exactly right. I think that Cam Newton, he is, he's looked really bad since the whole COVID diagnosis and missing time. And last week, the last two weeks, he, I mean, last week he got pulled and he's got to turn it around. And I think that he will turn it around this week against the bills and hopefully he's back to that guy that we saw in week two and can actually keep his game, his team in the game. If the Patriots lose this game, I think there's going to be a ton of Patriots that get traded before the trade deadline. It's big names, you know, Stefan Gilmore, one I can think of off the top of my head that probably would be traded if the Patriots lose this game. And it's, it's a lot of it's going to ride on Cam because he's their number one quarterback. If, if he shows up and plays like he did the past two weeks, then that this is just going to be time to blow up the team. So um, I think that he's going to try for a bounce back game and he's going to show, try and come out there and be that mobile quarterback that he kind of transformed. And I mean, I think Michael Vick is the first one to really transform the position, but Cam came and, completely transformed into position because he's just so giant um, and he's going to go out there and be that mobile quarterback and hopefully throw the ball a little bit better. I still have the Patriots losing this game, but I have them only losing by three. Yep. Um, so I've, I've taken the bills. Um, I'm writing your name again and uh, my name again. Um, I've taken uh, the bills and uh, by five. So only, only slightly um, ahead. Um one thing about Cam, when he, he, he signed for the Patriots, uh, I was I wasn't really too fast. I mean, the, we knew that the Patriots needed a, a named quarterback, someone who had a bit of razzmatazz about them, and certainly Cam Newton had that. Um, just before the season started, the the Ringer um, brought out um, their NFL show, did like a docu series on Cam Newton, and 
throughout that documentary series, he, he he talked quite candidly. He his dad was quite candid, and they they'd went through his early years to college to um, getting drafted, and then obviously getting signed by the Patriots after being released. One thing that I noticed was all the way through that he has this confidence that's kind of inbuilt in him. Um, and I think maybe COVID has maybe just given that confidence a bit of a knock because he does go around like he's untouchable a lot of the time. And a lot of time he is untouchable because no defence can catch him. Um, and I think maybe COVID has, has maybe kind of rocked him a little because he probably was one of these guys like, I'm never going to get that. I'm not going to have to worry about that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I too do see the Bills winning it. But I, again, as well, like you, I see this being quite a quite a tight game. Uh, so I've taken the Bills by five. So, um, also on Sunday it is a tough one for me. It is the Titans traveling to the Bengals. Um, so Joe Burrow is 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 back for more. Again, um, he's looked like one of the most promising quarterbacks um, out of that draft. He was the number one pick, uh, but he's looked so promising this year. Can he get a win out of a Titans team that were unbeaten up until last week? Or are the Titans going to get back to normal service? Uh, the Titans are going to win this game. I I really think that the Titans are going to win this game. They're going to... Joe Burrow has been... Nothing short of extraordinary for a rookie quarterback, but I know the Bengals just traded away uh, Carlos Dunlap to the Seahawks. So, I mean, not that he was getting a ton of reps anyways, but it looks like the, the Bengals realize that they're in rebuild mode and they're being active around the, the trade deadline. So I think that they're kind of going for that good draft position and they're just going to hope to, give their their rookie quarterback as much time to kind of grow as possible. But I mean, Ryan Tannehill has been amazing this year. He's on pace for 40 touchdowns. And I think, I mean, almost came back and, and, and beat the Steelers. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, had, if they could figure out some of their kicking woes, they would be, uh, they, they probably could be undefeated if they could figure out some of their kicking problems. So I think that the Titans are just a better team, and I have them winning by eight. By eight. Um, so I have also taken the Titans. I've went against Joe Burrow, um, but I, I, yeah, I went by. I went for six. Um, I, I think it will still be a close game because I think Burrow's can manage to keep uh, the Bengals in games, and he's shown that he can do that. And they have. They're another team that has been quite unlucky. Um, with how results have went or how plays have went or again kicking has, has been an issue for the Bengals uh, in game one where all the guy had to do was put it between the posts and the Bengals had their first win um, and he pulled a hamstring apparently um, that lasted for about two minutes till he got back to the locker room so it was uh, Bengals are kind of the, the, the sweetheart team of this season I think and I think Joe Burrows play, has played that quite well. He's also very quiet. You don't really hear a lot from him. He just kind of goes about his business. And I think the Bengals have got a quarterback that they can now really, like you say, they're in rebuild mode, but what a quarterback to rebuild around. I mean, he, he is probably the future of the league um, for, for the next 
10, 15 years, um, as long as he can stay healthy. So, nah, I'm with the, I'm with you on the uh, on the Titans. I, I think they win this as well. Um, I, I think it's a close game because the Bengals have kept games close. So, um, we'll we'll move it along then to the Raiders um, taking on the Browns in Cleveland. Um, the Raiders have had a bit of a tough time over the last couple of weeks. Um, although their game plan, their, their coaching and their um, quarterback have kind of been together, um, they, they haven't really got the results I think they had been hoping for. Whereas on the flip side, the Browns have, without Odell Beckham Jr., they still have Landry. They, they still have other pieces there, other weapons that um, Baker Mayfield can kind of call upon. Um, Baker Mayfield over the last two weeks has also looked not terrible. Um, we all, everyone in the world was probably making jokes about Baker, Baker Mayfield um, at the beginning of the season. Whereas now he is actually looking quite legit and he's making some tough throws. He's making some t- tough decisions that are going his way. So I hate to say it, but I've actually been impressed. Um, so... I'm, I'm, I was torn on this game, and, and I probably still am. Um, and I'm, I'm probably taking a stab in the dark, but I am going to go for the Raiders by three. I'm right there with you. I think that these are two teams that are going to be in the playoffs, which I never thought I'd be saying that about about a Raiders Browns game, but here we are, 2020, um, and I think that this is going to be a, a much better game than what we might have been or we're used to seeing when we see the a Raiders Browns matchup. Both these teams are on the uptick, and like you said, Baker Mayfield played great last week, even though he lost his number one receiver uh, Odell for the season. There's a lot of they're they're pretty stacked. I mean. They have Landry, uh, they have Richard Higgins, and they have my former Michigan man, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a rookie who's going to be stepping up, and he's got some great hands. So I think that I think that he still has a lot of weapons around him. He still has um, Kareem Hunt, uh, even though they lost Nick Chubb. So the, the Browns have been smart with stockpiling a lot of great players uh, to step up when injuries happen to their to their stars but I don't think it's going to be enough I think that Las Vegas is because of some of these injuries uh I think especially with Nick Chubb uh, we just need to see more out of Kareem Hunt and and he's he's been okay but with being the the main guy it's definitely been a little bit more of a struggle for him than when he had that timeshare option option so I think that the Raiders are going to come out on top. I have this being a close game. I have them winning this by seven. Okay. So quite a lot of close games um, in this early slate so far. Um, talking Michigan, we're heading out to Michigan next. So we've got the Colts taking on the Lions. Um, this is another game where both teams have have played pretty well over the last couple of weeks. Um, the Lions in particular have actually been okay um and much like the browns it's not often you would say that and the lions just now sit three and three whereas the colts at four and two i i'm i'm going for the colts um and, and reservedly so um and i think again this is going to be another tight game um, i've taken the colts by four 
that's a good, I think that's a good line. I, I think that it's going to be a tight game. I actually went with the Lions by four. So I think I'm just on the other side of it. I think it's going to come down um, to kind of like what happened last week with the Lions and the Falcons. And I, I think that they're, they're, they're playing for Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia's job right now. Uh, he, after starting out one and three, they're definitely coming back and trying to step up and play better for their coach. Swift has been uh, playing great at running back and Adrian Peterson has been a great complimentary uh, running back for him too. So I think that they, they're, they're trying to make it to the playoffs. And I think if they continue kind of trying to grow every week, uh, that they, they'll be able to, to make it as a wild card. Uh, but I think that it's going to be a close, a super close game. And I, I just have it coming down to uh, whichever quarterback makes the fewest mistakes. I mean, Philip Rivers struggled at the beginning of the year with some interceptions. He's kind of starting to turn it around. Uh, so I think that whichever quarterback plays better is going to end up getting his team the victory. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's, I think Stafford has is, is, had his issues. Um, their defense has obviously had their issues. Um, but uh, it, it's a, it was a tough one to call. Um, I think the, I think the Colts just just edge it. But like you say, it's going to come down to who makes the, the least mistakes. Um, heading out to, to Lambeau in Green Bay, we have the Packers at home to the Vikings. Now, the records that these two teams have are opposites. So Vikings one and five, Packers five and one. Packers looked awesome last weekend. Uh, they didn't put a foot wrong. They just, they were almost in cruise control throughout the game. Um, I easily take the Packers to win this one. Um, now, I remember when they played at the beginning of the season, everyone was kind of, oh, well, not too sure what what can, a, what can Aaron Rodgers do. Yeah, he's going to play angry and he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. And he, he kind of walked all over the Vikings then. I think he walks all over the Vikings again this weekend. Um, I, I've taken the Packers to win this by 14 I think that the Packers are definitely going to win this game too. I think that while the, the, the Vikings have been trying to make their way back in they're they're at one and five. And I, I just, I really think that green Bay is a better team and Aaron Rodgers is like, I've, we've been saying every week, he's been playing mad. And I think that minus that one week against the, uh, the Tampa Bay bucks. Yeah. Against them. I think that he's been playing amazing. He's been playing MVP type football and as long as they have all their guys, I mean, even if they don't have all their guys, I mean, Aaron Jones was out last week and they're beating these weaker teams. And I think that the Packers are are definitely going to be in the playoffs. And uh, this is just going to be another NFC North kind of game for them. So how how much do you think that the the Packers win by? I, I have them winning by 10. By 10. Yeah. So yeah. Pretty, pretty convincing one. Um, yep. The next one up is probably one we probably won't talk a whole lot about. Uh, the Jets are, are traveling to Kansas City. Um, I'm going to put it out there right now. The Jets are going uh, for a number one pick <laughs> next year. Um, so the Jets are going to do all that they can to lose. I think that's why Adam Gaze is probably still in a job because he's doing the job that they want him to do. <laughs> they want him to lose uh, so they can, <laughs> they can get their number one pick. Um, so I'm taking the Chiefs big on this one. I'm taking the Chiefs by 30. Yeah, I, I, I think that 
that is probably a pretty good guess. I have the Chiefs winning this by 20. So we both have them <laughs> winning this game very handedly. I think it, the only reason that Adam Gase is still a head coach is, like you said, because they want that number one overall pick. They're they're going for Trevor Lawrence, and I mean maybe maybe Sam Darnold will be traded away. I mean that, that who knows at this point what's going on in New York. Well, the they Cowboys could, could do with a quarterback, so they they absolutely could. Sam um, Darnold actually, like that. I mean they, he might be better than who. And Andy Dalton's out, so who's even in a quarterback for the Cowboys now? I mean, like, maybe they'd be a good trade partner. So, um, yeah, the Jets are just a mess. And there's there's really no chance of them being competitive in this game, I don't think. Um, we saw what the Chiefs did against uh, a weaker team in the Broncos last week. Uh, they didn't even need to have their quarterback come out and really play the, the fourth quarter. So I see it's going to be really similar to that against the Jets, especially since the Chiefs are at home. Yeah, the Chiefs are at home. They're they've got fans. They they're kind of they're good to go. Um, we'll head out to Florida. Um, the Miami Dolphins off a bye week uh, come in uh, against the Rams. The Rams had a very very good week last week. It almost felt felt like they kind of found their feet finally. Um, they had good play on offense and defense. Both were playing well together. The Dolphins are going to be without Fitzmagic and. If you had asked me a couple of weeks, if this game had been a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, if it's magic turns up, they can win this, Miami. If it's magic doesn't turn up, then they, they, they would lose. If it's magic isn't even on the field. Um, so I, I immediately go to the Rams winning this, and especially based upon how well the Rams played last week. Uh, I thought, like I say, they, they, they just seem to hit their rhythm both on defense and on offense uh, at the weekend there. Um, I've taken the Rams to win this by 12. Yeah. Talk about a rude awakening or rude welcoming to the NFL for Tua in your first game as a NFL quarterback. And it's against one of the stronger defenses in the league. Uh, Aaron Donald is going to be chasing after him all day. And Jalen Ramsey is going to be out. One of the best corners in the league is going to be out there, you know, guarding his his top receivers. So I think that it's going to be a, a, a rude awakening. Um, and I, I still don't know why they took out Fitzpatrick. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure he had to see the writing on the wall when they drafted Tua with the fifth overall pick. But you know, Fitzmagic was doing good. He he, you know, was keeping his game, his team in the game, um, and they, they were winning. So it, it was it's still a bit of a shock to me, but I, I think that it's not, maybe, maybe Tua is going to come in and be just like Justin Herbert has been, you know, where he's just, he just gets it. And that's why they made the switch. You know, they, they saw him in practice and they're like, man, this kid's got it. He's, he's reading the defenses, right. He's making, you know, good plays with his feet. His throws are crisp. Let's, let's go ahead and go with him. So maybe that, maybe they see something in him in practice that none of us have seen yet, but I think that it's going to be a, a game for the, that the Rams are going to win pretty easily. Um, I have the Rams winning this by 14. By 14. So I did a bit of research on this um, and I had a look around kind of Miami fan groups and everything else. And the, the consensus seems to be that fans aren't happy. They want to see Fitzmagic turn up and play. They were obviously very happy that Tua was signed and, and they, 
they drafted him number five. That was the big plus point. But a lot of people were saying, well, Fitzpatrick is actually playing really well. So maybe keep playing him until he turns into Fitzpatrick again. Um, so I think the consensus really is that, yeah, okay, you're playing in our, our, our fifth round, our fifth um, pick overall, but you've just dropped a guy that was winning games. And, and so there seems to be a bit of confusion by fans as to which direction that they're going in. And if they're going down the rookie direction and he doesn't turn out like Justin Herbert, it doesn't turn out like Joe Burrows, the fans are going to be right on the backs uh, of the Dolphins and saying, well, hang on, you took out a guy that's winning, brought in a, a rookie who isn't, and you're just kind of setting us up to fail. Um, they're 3-3 three and three just now, so there's every chance they make the playoffs. Um, tough, but every chance they can. So it's, 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 it's a tough one. Um, I, I, I'm Like you, I was shocked that they, they dropped Fitzpatrick. Um, when your quarterback's doing well, it's, it's a strange one. Um, we'll move it along then to your Broncos. Uh, your Broncos are taking on, no, sorry, I don't have that one at all. Um, I have the Saints and Bears. <laughs> I was jumping right ahead. Yeah, yeah, you, you jumped way ahead. I, I, yeah. I thought we were talking about the, the Steelers and the Ravens, but we can totally talk about the Saints and oh, Bears. No. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Steelers, Steelers okay. Ravens. I'm yeah, let's finish up. Let's finish. I know. Let's finish, finish up those morning game. games first. I just well, right <laughs> um, Steelers Ravens is actually. You know what it is? I've moved it around because it was my game of the day, um, and that's why I've, I've moved it. Um, Steelers Ravens is definitely a hundred percent game of the day. Um, you've got the undefeated Steelers against Lamar, and I. It is. It is going to be a quarterback masterclass. Um, you've got a quarterback that will run for the hills and you've got a quarterback that can pass the ball all day long. Um, and it's just, Roethlisberger has surprised everyone this year. Everyone thought he would be a bit rusty. He would be a bit out of sorts, take a while to get him going. No, no preseason seems to have done him the world of good. Um, and, and Lamar has, I've said this a couple of times, I don't think he's played as best yet. I think he's he's kind of been coasting because they've they've had some easy matchups, um, and uh, well, the exception of the Chiefs. Uh, I, I've taken the Steelers. I'm being brave. Um, I've had a look at it. I think Claypool comes back in this week after having a non-starter week last week. Um, I've taken the Steelers by five. Yeah, I think that this is this was also my game of the week. I think that we're going to be talking about this game a lot on Sunday for our watch party on Collide. This is this is going to be a really exciting game, and both of these teams, I think, are going to be in the playoffs. It's who's going to be the the winner of the division. Um, th- man, they're 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 looking. Both teams are looking incredible this year, and Lamar Jackson has taken him a little bit of time to get up and running uh, this year, but he's he's been looking better and and they had that bye week so i think that i think there's they're going to come out strong i actually picked the ravens to win this game by three but i guess i think it's going to be a lot of back and forth um the only reason i'm giving it to the to the ravens is uh just because they had an extra week to get ready yeah um one big thing on on our collide um is that on sky sports here in the uk 
uh, this is the game that they are showing in full um, on Sky Sports NFL. Um, so anyone who is watching that game can still jump on Collide, although we'll be talking red zone, you can still pitch in um, with any thoughts you have uh, on the Steelers uh, and the Ravens, because I think that, like we've both said, that is 100% the game of the week uh, for us both. Um, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll have a quick look at the uh, late Sunday games uh, and finish off with Monday Night Football. Okay, Katie, so we are back with Saints at the Bears. Uh, this is, again, another big matchup. Um, we've got the Bears, a surprising 5-2. and two. Uh, The Saints, probably an unsurprising 4-2. and two. They, They've kind of went about their season how everyone would have expected. Uh, Kamara's looked awesome. Breeze has had some good games. But the Bears, Nick Foles uh, came in for Trubisky and, you know, they, they kept winning. Uh, they didn't just seem to pull out wins and, and be pretty strong, uh, especially on defence. I think this is going to be a tougher game for the Bears this week. Um, I think they're they're probably going to struggle with this one. Um, I have taken the Saints uh, by eight. Yeah, I think that we we keep talking down those Bears, um, but... I think that what we saw this on, on Monday night is, is kind of what the Bears are this year. Um, that's the type of team that they are. So, and I think that the Saints are just a better team. So I have the Saints winning this game, um, even without Michael Thomas. I, I mean, he didn't put practice on Wednesday. Um, so, I mean, if he does play, there's still, there's still plenty of playmakers on that Saints offense that are going to be able to step up and help Breeze win the game. Um so I, and I just think that Breeze is going to be able to, to read that Bears defense that they might, that they're having issues with. So um, I don't think it's going to be too too hard of a game for the Saints. I, I have them winning this game by 10. By 10. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a tough game for the Bears to come into. You, you, you probably hope for this game maybe a little bit later on. Um, cement their record a bit more um, but it is what it is and, and that's why you have the schedule but and it's, I think the Saints are pretty strong, I think Kamara's going to give the Bears defence a long, long day and I think the Saints offence stays on the field a fair amount of the time um, so yeah so it, it is going to be tough for the Bears um, now big game, and this is probably my second game of the week um, is the 49ers are taking the trip up north um, to take on the Seahawks. This yeah. is this is this is a, a one where we've already spoken about Jimmy G a little bit earlier on. He came back from injury, looked terrible, and then looked amazing um, after kind of being allowed to get fit again. Um, up against Russell Wilson, who's probably still a bit smarting after to losing to Arizona last week. Um, so both quarterbacks have a lot to play for both defenses have a lot to play for um there's a bit of rivalry there um i've i've went with the 49ers because i think the seahawks do ground out wins and they, they play with a lot of heart and they've got a lot of weapons for wilson to use but i think 49ers are, are going to edge this one i've taken the 49ers by two this, I was going back and forth on which 
game of the week I wanted to, to have. I, I guess I should have chose this one because you chose, <laughs> the, we both chose the same one now, but I, you know, the, the Seahawks, they're, they're exciting to watch this year. Russell Wilson is, is really just making this, this team so fun to watch. And um, it's, I think that it's been, despite their injuries with, with Chris Carson and um, they're, they're kind of struggling to keep their running backs healthy right now. I think that the, the Seahawks are going to be able to do it. I think that the Seahawks are going to be able to win it. Um, it's going to be a close one. And really the, the main reason why I think that the, the Seahawks are going to win it is because of the injuries on the 49ers side. Uh, I just think that there, there's too many injuries that uh, for them to really, for, for the 49ers, um, for them to really kind of stay in this game. Uh, the Seahawks are only missing really Chris Carson and, and Carlos Hyde. I don't know if, if he is going to play or not, but that's really kind of it. Um, they just got Carlos Dunlap kind of help out some of that the defensive struggles that they've had. So I think that the Seahawks are going to be able to come in and uh, beat the 49ers. I have them winning by 10. By 10. Oh, so you don't yeah. think it's going to be that close. No, I, I, I think that, it's going to be an exciting game, but I just see Russell Wilson playing smart football and playing mistake-free football, and his his receivers are so good, and they're playing. Everyone on that Seattle team plays with such heart. I just think that they're going to be able to come out, get a lead, and it'll be close the whole game. Uh, it'll seem closer than it is, but yeah. um, I think they're going to get that lead, and they're not just not going to let it go. Okay, so we will move along to a game you probably won't be looking forward to. Um, it's your hometown Broncos uh, taking on Chargers team that have found a quarterback that is awesome. Um, there's probably no other way to um, put him. Uh, he has turned up, come in with what three minutes warning to play. He's had one bad game. And since that one bad game, he's looked pretty awesome. He, him and Joe Burrows together are probably looking at sharing that offensive rookie of the year award. Uh, they both look just so awesome. Broncos, obviously, there's a lot of injuries on on the Broncos team, both both sides of the ball. They they've really struggled with injuries. I've taken the Chargers, um, and I've taken the Chargers pretty pretty sizably. Um, I've taken the Chargers by fourteen. See, and I think that, I think that that is a good guess, but I, I don't think that it, I think that the Broncos are going to win. Um, <laughs> the biggest reason is because we, the, the Broncos have a, a good defense and I think that they kind of is not uh, recognized because our offense is so bad. Um, I mean, again, last week we held Patrick Mahomes only 200 yards and uh, you said that the snow had something to do with it. I guess, you know, it's supposed to be in the fifties and sixties this weekend uh, for the game in Denver. And so I guess we'll get a chance to see how, how good that defense really is um, against another gun gunslinging quarterback. Um, but I think that they're just going to get after him. Bradley Chubb's going to be getting after Herbert and um, we've got a lot of good corners. So I, I think that, I think that our defense is, going to act is they're basically going to win the game for us um, I think it's going to be a pretty boring game because our offense is so bad and 
defense is so good. So when our own, you know, it's going to be a lot of four and outs um, on both sides of the ball, lots of punting. So I actually have the Broncos winning this game, but I only have them winning it by a field goal. So I have them winning by three. By three. The thing for me and, and the reason I went with the Chargers was the, the Broncos have never played Herbert before. And that's something that although teams will watch film and, and you know, you've got massive scouting squads and all the rest of it, until you actually play against someone. And I think Herbert and Burroughs, Burroughs maybe not so much because people would have watched him a lot in college because he was the big sensation at LSU. Um, whereas Herbert wasn't a big sensation and he's kind of come out of nowhere. Um, so I, I think teams don't quite know what he's capable of yet. Um, and I think he's capable of a lot more than, than he's shown. So that's the only reason I've really taken the Chargers because I think that he's going to shock teams and he's going to do things against defences that defences just aren't prepared for. Um, I think he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve and I think the coaching and, and the plays that they've set up for him are working to his strengths really well. So um, that that's, that's why I took the Chargers. I'm sorry about your Broncos. I think it's going to be a tough, tough game for them. <laughs> <laughs> but we will move on to the late game and talk about my team uh, so my Cowboys are, are off to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles uh, Eagles now 2-4-1 and one. Um, the Cowboys 2-5 and five. Um, who knows if we'll have a quarterback um, on Sunday uh, for the Cowboys it's, it's, it's going to be a really really long season if you're a Cowboys fan uh, let's be honest. Um, there is not a lot to show about. Um, there was before Dak going down because you could say at least we had an offensive game. Um, but the, the difficulty is now that Dak is gone and we don't even have an offense anymore. So um, the Cowboys are, are in a lot of trouble um, for this season. Uh, Carson Wentz is actually certainly in the last game, played a lot better than he, he has been. So um, it, it's going to be tough. And I think Elliot ha has just been horrendous. Um, he's he's getting paid one of the biggest contracts in the NFL. And he's been a dud. And I'm actually starting to think, were Dallas right to franchise tag Dak? Because, yes, they had just played Elliot a ton of money. And if he ended up being a bit of a bust as he's been so far this season, they didn't want to sign Dak to a big contract at the same time and then have two guys that they can probably not trade away um, to get away from, from big contracts. Uh, no one's seen Ezekiel Elliott being a bit of a dud so far this season, uh, before the season started. So, and, and obviously, you're not going to expect your quarterback to go down with a, a bad injury. So, I've taken Philadelphia to win this um, and it hurts. It hurts right here. Um, but I have taken Philly to win this by seven. Yeah. I think that you're on the right track this, this time with this guess, unlike my Broncos pick that you did. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that we never, never realized how bad that the, the Cowboys were going to be this year. Um, and they're, they're struggling without, without uh, Dak Prescott. Zeke has to step up. I don't know what, what happened. Maybe, 
I don't even know. I can't even say, well, maybe, you know, he's just used to getting the ball handed to him a certain, I mean, like he's playing horrible and it's not just, oh, well, my offensive line isn't creating the holes for me. You know, so I'm, that's why I'm, I'm not, he's fumbling. I, I, when we saw the schedule uh, of Cowboys and Eagles come out, this was one of the, you know, midway through the season, Cowboys and Eagles prime time on Sunday night football, you know, like that Sunday night football is my favorite football game to watch. And this talk about a matchup between two duds of the team. Um, it's basically which, which, but it, it should be good because they are division rivals and uh, both of them are struggling, trying to turn their seasons around. Both head coaches are trying to, you know, say, keep me here. Um, I'm playing for my job now. So it actually could end up being a really good game because both of them are struggling so much. So which team is going to be able to turn it around the most um, for the second half of the season? Which team is going to start the second half of the season on the right note? And I think it's going to be the Eagles. So I have the Eagles winning this game by three. Yeah, I think talking about coaches, I think both these coaches have had uh, ample opportunity to, to to have good teams and 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 do things with the, the the weapons that they've got, and they just haven't. McCarthy has been completely ineffective. The only thing that the the Phillies have going for them is that they haven't fallen apart as a team, whereas the Cowboys have. You've got a lot of infighting. You've got the, the Cowboys coming out, the players coming out against the coach, the coach taking shots at players. Um, Zeke has, has come out a couple of times and said, oh, that was my fault. And, you know, I need to make sure I'm protecting the ball better. And, he, you know, he's kind of taken responsibility. But for the amount of money he gets paid, I would expect nothing less. Um, McCarthy, as I said on our last show, I think he's only got a couple of weeks left. Um if he doesn't start winning, regardless of who he's got, um, he's because that defense is terrible. And I, I know there's injuries, I know Dax out, but some of the results that he had before all of that, it was just terrible. So, um, yeah, I think McCarthy's probably only got a couple of weeks. Philly take the win here, and I think Carson Wentz he needs to build his confidence back up to. To, to play and I think this is this game will be a good confidence builder for him it will be a heated game like you say and I think there'll be a lot of um, <clears throat> suspect tackles but uh, I, I think it'll be a, a decent game to watch and um, certainly for a late Sunday game which I'll be up for because um, I'm off work Monday uh, <laughs> not because of the game um, but um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll certainly be staying up to watch this one, so it should be good. Um, the last game we have is Monday Night Football. Um, so we have the Tom Brady Buccaneers uh, traveling up to New York to take on the Giants at MetLife. Uh, this this has just got walkover written all over it. I, I think Tom Brady comes in with all of his weapons, uh, knowing he's got another weapon coming next week um, and Antonio Brown um, and I think the Buccaneers walk right all over the Giants and I think it's going to be a 21 point win um, yeah that, that, I think that that's uh, that's a very very good guess um, I, <laughs> I'm right there with you that this 
is not a Monday night game that we're, we're typically looking forward to. Um, I mean, in years past, it's been because, you know, Eli Manning always seemed to be able to have a way of out, out dueling Tom Brady, but Eli's not there anymore. And Daniel Jones is, he's struggling. Um, they're, they're getting they're I think that the Giants are in a different situation than the Jets are, though, with their quarterback. I think that Daniel Jones is the right man for the job, and he's he's doing the right things, but they're just missing Saquon Barkley so much that it's they're it, that's it, why they're struggling. Could it be that he is having to carry a, 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 an entire offensive line on his back himself, and he's just being asked to do? far too much and it's making him look bad because no player really no quarterback especially a young quarterback should be asked to carry an entire offensive line on their back and he is the quarterback and he is supposed to run that offensive line but he's he passes for more yards he carries for more yards than anyone else obviously Barkley's there that's different but surely the Giants have to go out before the trade deadline and get him some help yeah, they, they have to. And I think that they thought that's what they're going to get with Devonta Freeman. But that, that I think that you've hit the nail on the head there. They're, Daniel Jones is trying to do too much as a young quarterback. And he's just, he's, he's trying to do everything to get his team to win, um, which is awesome. But they're, they're just not there. They, they need Saquon bad and um, or somebody to step up and run the ball better. Um, maybe maybe they trade for David Johnson because, uh, I mean, granted, he hasn't done anything in Houston, but uh, maybe he'd have else? better luck. And, well, as I say, he's way more of a timeshare type of running back now, not a, not a every down back anymore. And so maybe it would be good having a guy like David Johnson and a guy like Devonta Freeman, you know, shiftier, um, doing a timeshare in New York. Maybe that would help get both of them up and, and running a little bit better. Um, so I, you're right. Tom Brady has so many weapons and he's just getting more. He's, you know, after next week. And the the biggest thing for the Buccaneers right now is one, they have all those weapons on offense for Tom Brady. As long as he just doesn't make a, st- a mistake and finds the right guy, finds makes the right read, they're, they're going to be great on offense, but as their defense, that is, that's something that isn't really being talked about their defense and Shaq Barrett are, they're really, really good. And I think that that's really where the, the, the what makes them a playoff or, you know, even a Super Bowl contending team this year is not only the fact that they have a great offense, but they have just as good of a defense to uh, shut down the other side of the ball. So I think that the Buccaneers are going to win this game. I think you said you're going to take them by 20. I have the Buccaneers winning this by 14. So I have a pretty big win too. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think Brady at the beginning of the season, his timing was totally off. He he was overthrowing passes, underthrowing passes. And I think over the last two or three weeks, he's really found the mark. Um, and he's obviously done a lot of work uh, with uh, his offense and, and timing. And a lot of it is he can spend so much time in the pocket because he's got a decent offensive line in front of him. So it doesn't really matter to to the runners 
he just needs to make sure he can find them. And I think he he has found that timing mark perfectly now. Um, talking about the Super Bowl, you mentioned it. Um, so some news came out from the NFL today that there will be fans at the Super Bowl. Um, unlike what the Florida governor was looking for, which was a full full packed stadium in Tampa, um, what the NFL have decided is that the Super Bowl will have fans. It will be limited, um, and they're going to have little pods of of groups of people um, throughout the stadium. Uh, so there is going to be fans there, which I think will be good. It'll it'll add to the occasion. I think it would be sad not to have any fans whatsoever. Um, it's all going to be socially distanced. It's, everyone's going to have masks on. Um, all the things that we have seen uh, at other stadiums um, throughout the season. Um, it, this has got to be a, a good positive story for the NFL. Yeah, I think that it's it's great that um, they're they're planning on having fans there. But before the podcast, you and I were just talking about some of the restrictions that are being taken place over on your side of the pond. Yeah, and you know, over here in the U.S., I feel like we're kind of willy nilly with with a lot of <laughs> with a lot of this. But um, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen over the next upcoming weeks and months with this virus and I think if we're able to kind of keep it somewhat in check and stop the spread, I think that's really what um, is the best thing that for us to actually try and have a Super Bowl with, you know, 20% capacity or whatever. And for that, those people that are able to go to the game, holy cow, those tickets are probably going to cost a million and a half each um, <laughs> to get to the game. But um, yeah, I think it's great news for the NFL to try and get, fans at, at the, the Super Bowl, but I, I honestly, I'm not going to hold my breath on it just because we don't know what to expect with this virus. Yeah. I mean, like you say, France and Germany are going into Germany, especially they're going to a four week lockdown. Um, we've seen the UK have a bit of a split response and how to deal with it. Um, England have just went all Hail Mary and just thought, oh, well, yeah, no, everyone can get back to work. We'll, we'll do a post, basically a, what you guys call a zip code, we call a postcode. Um, and we'll do like a postcode lottery. And if there's loads of cases in one area, we'll just close down that postcode. Not really thinking that people travel, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and in Scotland, it, it's kind of, they've, they've got this tier system. So if there's so many cases in one area, and it, again, it's a bit my, much like a, a postcode lottery. Um, governments are trying to protect their economies and everything else. Um, the UK, the US are obviously doing the same. But I think it's making their leaders look really stupid. Um, on both sides you look at New Zealand New Zealand had a fully packed stadium for a rugby match at the weekend because they could because they don't have the virus anymore in New Zealand because they went into full lockdown they shut everything down the people in the country listened to their leaders um, and said okay fair enough there was none of this uh, walking into stores being asked to put on a mask on because people were walking into stores with masks on um, to stop the, the spread of the virus. So um, it's it's something where people have to be a bit more sensible. Does it infringe on your civil liberties? Is it going to affect your everyday life? Put a mask on for five minutes while you go around a store? It's not. Um, but people have decided that this is against their liberties and everything else. And, and it's not just the US, the UK have seen it as well. 
you go into a store and people are arguing with um, staff in the store because they've been asked to put on a mask and they're like, well, why should I have to put on a mask? And it's, it's just silly. Um, and hopefully the virus does die down um, after these lockdowns that seem to be being brought back into force. Um, but the US is obviously in a diff- difficult position because you have an election coming up very soon. Um, you have big sports arenas, which is actually a really big positive thing. Sports arenas are going to be uh, used as voting places, um, which is really good and a real positive step from from some of the arena's owners. Um, and But then you have another president come in who's then <laughs> probably going to have a totally different take on COVID and how to deal with it. Or you're going to keep the same guy that's there just now um, who doesn't really, it's, it's a bit haphazard and how he deals with it. So it's got to be difficult for you guys over there because you can mix messages. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's uh, the, the election is coming up. So if you have not voted yet, make sure you vote. And unfortunately, uh, wearing a mask is a, a very simple thing to do, regardless as to how you feel politically. I mean, I just want to get back to uh, normal life. I'd love for my daughter to be able to do gymnastics and, and do all of her little sports and stuff again. Um, but until we get this you know, stuff figured out, you know, masks are the best way that we can go about trying to live as much of a normal life as possible. So I feel like just it's a simple thing to do um, to try and get life back to normal. Um, and hopefully it's sooner than later. So yeah. um, but I think that I, I go ahead. Well, the, the biggest impact for me is I, I coach basketball. Um, and I finished coaching basketball in March and usually kind of the beginning of August, we go into preseason. And so it's been weird missing all that. Um, and then by this point, we're well into our season uh, mid-October. So, or towards the end of October, we're definitely into our season. You know, I've been at away games, home games and everything else. And it has been exceptionally strange not to have those interactions and it's an under 18s team that I coach. Um, so it is kids and it's, it's, it's been really, really strange and outside of the, the norm. Yeah, it's that, that my daughter did gymnastics and basketball and I asked her, you know, this, I was like, Hey, so what do you think about, you know, like we've been doing swimming, you know, what do you think about trying to do a different kind of sport or something for this winter. She goes, how about gymnastics? I was like, well, we can't because of the virus, honey. And she's like, what about <laughs> basketball? And I'm like, we can't because of the virus, honey. I'm like, what about like <laughs> skiing? <laughs> when to get more into skiing, we can go skiing and be outside. <laughs> so um, for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but before we finish up this episode, yes. I think that we, we've totally missed the, uh, the, the biggest news of the week. And oh, yeah. that is that is the fantasy football matchup between the Denver Sidekicks and across the pond. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, gonna be gonna be battle of the hosts uh, this week. Fantasy <laughs> football. Um, I thought it was a couple of weeks away, so I was caught off guard when I got the message this morning. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to win it. So I'm, I'm quite comfortable. Half your team's injured. <laughs> yeah, half my team is injured. But I've been totally stockpiling quarterbacks. And that's exciting. 
<laughs> I can only play one, but I'm hoping that somebody will come through with a legitimate offer for me um, for one of my many backup quarterbacks that I have on my bench. Um, yeah, I'm I think Justin Herbert's going to have a good weekend. No, I, okay, so I have Josh Allen as my quarterback, and I have Derek Carr, and I have <laughs> Justin Herbert. And I think out of all those matchups, I think that Josh Allen has the best matchup. You don't? I'm not going to ask you. You're playing against you. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Herbert's got the best matchup. He's playing the ball. We will discuss this on Red Zone, on our Collide Red Zone. And yes. you're going to be like, wow, you know, Katie, you're right. Your, your Denver defense is pretty good. Look at, <laughs> you're right. And I'm going to be like, ha, ha, ha. Told you so. <laughs> I predict they're good for the first half. <laughs> well we'll just have to wait and see you'll have to join yeah everyone you'll have to join us and hear us go back and forth about uh how good the Denver defense is and how wrong James was about them yes <laughs> do, collide. Join <laughs> do join us on Collide um if you've not already downloaded the app um I will be posting out some um links so you can go and download the app um the actual um watch party will be up on the app on Friday um you can actually log into it um, as soon as it comes up and then you'll get a notification um, on the Sunday uh, when it goes live um, so you can start um, commenting and uh, myself and Katie will both be on there um, and hopefully you can all join us too. Thank you so much for joining us again uh, for our week eight preview. There is a lot of great games ahead this weekend, um, a lot of them on Red Zone so do join us on Collide uh, this weekend and we're looking forward to hosting our watch party on that app. Um, so download it, get involved. Um, it proves to, to be a, a very good weekend ahead of football. And we want to share it with you, um, which is what this app allows us to do. Um, so we can't wait um, to, to get together with you guys um, and watch some football and share our views. Um, and uh, you can tell us how your fantasy teams are doing, who's winning you some points, who's not who's letting you down, um, just come on, have a chat. It is seven hours of commercial free football on Collide, um, as well as on Red Zone, um, and it should be uh, a lot of fun. So do join us. And um, We do have another podcast coming out this week. Um, we have a review of the World Series. Uh, we're going to do that with Joe and with Molly. Um, so that will be very interesting. I'm sure by the time we record it, they'll have both calmed down. Um, and we can find out what's went on with Justin Turner um, being allowed on the field, even though he tested positive for COVID. So there should be more news about that at that time. But do join us later in the week and certainly do join us on Sunday for Collide. Sports Social Podcast Network.